Someone told me long ago there's a calm before the storm. And I know that storm's called Kirby's Disc Golf World, and you're welcome to it. I'm Disc Golf Jesus with Swiss Cheese and JK Disc Golf. Fellas, how has the plastic been flying? It's been flying a lot for me. Yeah. I mean, this, this is an overall big week for just like my personal disc golf. Uh, Life, I guess. So we started off with Tuesday. I went to my second week of the putting league, and actually Swiss went along with me on that. And we can pretty much confirm J.K. Discolf is officially better putter than Swiss cheese. At least that day, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not overall. No, yeah. Man, never have I putted so poorly or, like, misrepresenting my putting game so you get poorly. Bit carried. Huh? You get bit carried. I got totally you got a bit carried. carried. A little bit, yeah. Man, I missed like Was so they had like a 15 or what maybe about 20 foot. It was 15 or 20 foot, like on a skinny chain basket. Mm-hmm. And I missed Definitely I went over. What? 15? Definitely 15 feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's short, man. And it I went over on a rack of three. Yeah, it was funny because like, today said he's like, Where's the small chain to the basket? I gotta put that on. I'm not gonna let fucking Jefferson beat me again. That's for fucking damn sure. I gotta get like partner? that old yeah, uncle, like on the basketball court, and be like, that shall not stand and fucking represent. Swiss, do you want to no. call out your partner? That's that carries you. <laughs> Way to put me on the spot. Yeah, I just, I just I, don't, I don't yeah. recall. It was like so long ago, I don't recall his name anymore. Like it wasn't like I had like a personal bonding moment with the dude. Well, he just carried me, yeah. my partner. Yeah, he carried you. That's a personal bonding moment. You spend an hour. Sure, but I don't know his name, so how can I shout out the fucking dude? All right, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> okay, right, his, his name is Nate. There you go. So shout out Nate for carrying. Yeah, but how yeah. did you feel overall? Or like, would you go back to that league? Is that something that you enjoyed? Maybe not. Not your vibe. But what did you think about it? I um, mean, so the, the it was cool to like. Yeah, man, it was it was it was for how it was run and orchestrated. Nate did an incredible job. So that that is what I will say. It was smooth. It was relaxed. Like sometimes when you get into those situations, you have like the like over like strict dude. And it was just chill, relax. And yeah, the way it was orchestrated and ran, I'd do it again. Um, Yeah, like kind of explain. Yeah, to explain like the scenario a little bit, we were at a bar where like they had like fifty different taps to fill your own or your drink. Yeah. So like this is like the scenario that we were around, and there was just casual customers that were just in the middle of this thing, were like putting around them. So it was literally smack dab in the middle of it. You went on the back patio for a little bit, five stations, three putts at each station. This week it was double style. You got a random doubles partner for a five dollar buy-in. So yeah, it was cool. You each got three racks but on each station. You actually had an inner like interval each in time. So if I put them, my partner, so you didn't get three in a row. So you weren't allowed to get in that rhythm, which I definitely found was a little bit tricky, especially like on the farther ones where like, if I felt like I had it, it was just gone by the next putt. Yeah. The, the, probably the most difficult pin placement. I at least hit one out of three every time. So it's kind of like, but all the easy ones, I just choked. So I know my weird. biggest, my biggest streak was, eight putts in a row and it twice. And me and my partner went three stations in a row where we made every single one. Oh, no, no. We, we went cool. two and then I missed, I missed the, the final one. That's right. We went two and almost. Oh, two. you messed it up for the team. Yeah, the I part, did, but the we partner made, later in the round, he messed it up. So it was fine. Yeah. The partner round, the partner rounds is cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
It was, yeah, it was a good time, man. Like, like I said, it was well orchestrated, relaxed. Um, drinks were avail- readily available, and yeah, man. Anybody like, yeah, anybody like Nate who runs stuff like that, man. That's why I don't like go to many of that stuff. Is because like sometimes you know there's like just gonna be those tryhards, <laughs> like mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh yeah. man, let's just be chill. Like it's a putting league. Mm-hmm. A bar let's like call it what it, is. what it is yeah definitely yeah. What it is. <laughs> let's call it what it is it'd be that so like but yeah you just describe jefferson though jefferson's one of those tryhards i'm not, not a tryhard at all not, now that he's tasted victory he's gonna be one of the tryhards no yeah definitely not. nice but yeah it was cool i'd go back again so i'm not going this week i am unable to go this week but I'll, i do intend to go back and it's not like that. Yeah, it's not far, but it's not that close to me either. It's like a 35 minute drive. And I'm yeah, willing to go there for, for a putting league. Yeah, for a yeah. putting league. So it's maybe enjoyable maybe, enough to do that. Yeah, maybe get some JK Swiss content at the putting league sometime soon. If we're both going out, probably Drew said and my other buddy Justin said they might stop um, by as well. So maybe get a little gang going there in Lake Geneva. But um, as well as, like I said, a lot of disc golf things going on in my week. Um, moving forward on the next day, and like a local course for me that I've played and they just redid, they were doing a glow league and I've never played a glow round in my life. I tried to like two years ago, with my brother, and it was just, we literally pulled up to the course, shine the disc, they lit up and we threw it and it was not lit up by the time we got to it. We lost it. So we went back and I actually went to the shop. I was like some dude who was like part of the locals um, actually helped me out and like really was excited to show me what glow disc golf was all about. Uh, Cause I told him it was my first time. So he kind of showed me like what to get. Cause I was just gonna get the flashlight. He showed me actually I could get like the stickers that went along with it. So it, it would a- extra light up, um, which I very fo- found out very quickly that like, you, like some disc golfers like hate it so much. Cause like one dude saw it and he's like, that's a glow disc. Why would you put that on there? It makes it look ugly. I'm like, Oh, I bad. I don't know. Dude told me to do it on my discs. He would help out. So I put it on my discs. And then I was waiting in the parking lot with them because I was like 30 minutes early because I just wanted to just make sure I was there early to know if they are going to do check-ins early or not. And he kind of proceeded to tap by my window and wanted to continue to talk to me as he saw that I was there. And then I soon found out that he is a I, – I don't know if this is true or not, but he told me that he was a gangbanger and that he just wasn't about that life anymore, so I didn't need to, like, be worried or anything. So I was, I was you know, very cool of him to, like, let me know that I didn't need to be worried while on the course. So I really did appreciate that. Um but and then uh yeah again random partners you just got teamed up with a random dude and there was like 12 teams or no it's like seven teams something like that um super cool you had to like can we circle back real quick can we circle back for a brief moment and jefferson got partnered with the gangbanger I didn't get part of it. Former gangbanger, first of which. I didn't get part of Yeah, I didn't get it. Put some respect on this fucking name. Yeah, but it's, it's an handicap gangbanger, man. Maybe. Yeah. He told me about like the whole details, too, about some stuff, but I just didn't want to repeat it here. So. Yeah. I did get more stories. Let's circle back. Was the former gangbanger the one that like yelled at you about the stickers? No. He was the one that told me to put. He was the same guy in the shop that was like told me what to do. Oh, uh, okay. Got so the it. shop employee. Well, it wasn't a shop employee. It was just some rando dude. No, yeah. This is, yep. Man, Jay just gets us like people that just randomly talk to him. Yeah, you remember? I, we, I, we nobody's coming up to Jesus and I and just randomly <laughs> chit chatting their way <laughs> through about glow rounds. We were walk- that or I shut it down too quick. Where I was like, I got this. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was well, all. I was thinking was, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> Me and JK were walking down Antioch and some random person just like this JK does come. <laughs> like not on the course or anything. It was like one of the weirdest, weirdest experiences. No, that's JK does come. Oh man. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Um, 
But then we played Fuck the that guy who's aggressive with the stickers, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, who, who, like, first of all, just my yeah, disc, bro. It's like, kind of like putting a head on a hat. It's already a glow disc, I, and you're just going to put a glow sticker on it. Kind of like putting I will say it definitely helped more. All right. That, yeah. But, so that's all that matters. That helped, felt like also, much, much more. I went into this league with like a, a bag that I really didn't know either because I was just like, at first, I was going to go just straight glow discs. I wasn't going to get the stickers, but. My friend Two Step helped me out with the stickers, so I, I uh, figured that out. And then, um, Man, his so, name was Two Step. Yeah, Two Steps down. So I think my bag was just glow of it, like at the start, and I kind of just like even though I could have put it on my other disc, I decided not to. I was just gonna ride out with the random bags. It just felt more fun to me. More like it was like the experience of the glow disc golf because i didn't know if i was ever gonna do it again or anytime soon so i was my main distance driver was a glow ddx um and then i was rocking a uh, the first ever incarcerated the disc golf tournament in a prison they could be in the players pack i got a glow dx rock never threw this before this round but i was like cool i can bust this bad boy out so i threw that from 2019 it hasn't been on throne of in my closet um and then i putted with a glow p2 so that was my bag. So I've never gone to a glow round. I've always wanted to. Dude, it's like, I don't know what you've ever imagined, but it's literally you're through playing disc golf in the dark with one light on the basket and it's just pitch black. Like, there's like, that's it. That's, you're playing disc yeah, golf. Yes. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work because, like, everybody has to have like their bag set up with lights and stuff. And, like, no, you don't have to. You all he has is a flashlight, boom, shine it, throw it. And as long as you get to the disc before it's not done glowing, which most of the time it was, and you have three other people helping you look, you're and if, as long as you're not bad, you're playing like an open course, I feel like you're also good. But most of the time, it, you can see it still in the distance, like lighting up. And it's pretty easy. It's just like, again, just overall, everything else is dark. Gotcha. Any of those new glow discs going in your bag? No. Well, actually, kind of like I don't know. I said I said something like on camera to, um, the other day when I was playing Fairfield. When I like, I showed the camera the rock, and I was like, I love when I like am playing a disc golf round, and for some reason there's just, like a random disc. Where I'm like, how did you like? Why are you in my bag? But I'm gonna throw it, and now it's the rock, and like that's literally the exact way the splice got in my bag, and it's been in my bag now for like a month. So I wouldn't be surprised if we talk a month later and I have a DX Glow Rock in my bag. Like, it's possible. Okay. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Excited. Sorry about the DX Glow Rock. Nice. <laughs> I have. I'm just scared it's gonna break. That's even yeah, better. It's probably gonna, yeah, with the temps getting there, that's <laughs> even better. That'd be even doper. But no, yeah. that's awesome. But uh, yeah, in that putting league, then I did end up taking second. We lost two strokes in the last three holes on like some stupid stuff, like very unlucky things. Um, but it, whatever. We took second. I think I made like fifteen dollars. So I made fifteen dollars. Uh, the party league that I made fifteen dollars at um, the the Glow League, and then this on the Saturday, Jesus, me, and my brother played a little bit of a flex tournament at one of our local courses. So Reed, you were there. Let's explain some of that. Yeah, it was our second year doing it. Um, it's called like cold turkey or some bullshit. Flex. Cold turkey I red know, flex. I I but it's um, you play this nine hole course, really short. You play it twice around and. You can go from 9.30 to sometime. 2.15. Yeah. Um, yeah. I shot my, – my first round was really bad. Like, this is the course I shot my neg six on by only throwing grooves, and I shot a mm-hmm. plus four or plus three. One of the two. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, the front nine. <laughs> so I shot, like, 
like my the second the third sh- like the like second. If you don't like, if you don't have at least neg three on that front nine, like you're pissed at yourself. I, I threw the f- first one I parred, second one I threw into the ground, and then I yeah, missed. Like right there. I missed, <laughs> I, like, I missed the bird. I missed the par putt that I should have saved, and mm-hmm. then the third one, it didn't come back, and it just kept going, and then went into the woods and skipped like 50 more feet. So I got. And then I just had to tomahawk my way out of that one. So I got, I like, yeah. my three bogeys came right after each other. It was bogey, 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 like three bogey. And then I bogeyed a hole that I should birdie. Like, I really, but then I ended up the second round. I found, I kind of found my hitch going finishing up. I kind of like parred out and was doing a little bit better. I shot really well the fucking nine hole that I don't really have anything for. It's just a, right with trees and woods and i have to throw it over it um but i finished like neg four neg three i finished neg one on the day so Mm -hmm. so neg four on the back but i did like my last throw i did throw the frisbee they gave which was a star strike with a pretty cool little small stamp on it i swiss should be really upset because they had a shitload of mambas so like no no nobody took the mamba me me and keegan because jeff uh Jefferson played professional because he's kick ass and he didn't so he didn't get any he didn't get anything. But me and Keegan both like I grabbed the last strike and he grabbed the last E bird. So the like professionals that. didn't have a yeah. but I also got a oh, deck I guess of cards. All the money went to the pro league then, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the concept? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. So makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how I did. Probably really shitty because I only finished Minus one, but my, we, we've, we've decided next time we do it, we're going to have a practice round and then do our 18. You don't know, you don't know what won your division? I don't give a, I know. After no. I shot, yeah, you're like, I, I shot over. No, like, fuck a, it. After, after my first round, I didn't fucking care. Yeah. Like, like I, nine, or sorry, night eight won your division. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. I could see if, yeah, like I, two four unders. That makes sense. I know. Like, if I didn't, I just, my first round was really fucking shitty. My, I like, I started off with a birdie my second round, and then I had three more, I think. It was, I shot a lot better my my second round. I still shot like shit, though. It was sad. And Keegan shot, Keegan didn't shoot really well. Like, Keegan was no. really, like, we, he also just, like, he was waking up when I got there. Like, I walked in the house and, like, Jefferson comes down and says, Keegan's still in bed. I'm like, awesome. Warm up, Keegan. So then, so he shot like absolute garbage, but. The prodigy? Like, yeah. That's weird. He did it. He won it last year. He was the re- returning champ. Yeah. <sighs> that's definitely weird. He's got skills. He does. But. None. I guess if everybody's shooting poorly the first round, <laughs> I think Keegan would be the first one to shut things down, so. No, that's that's all. But nice. That's cool. It's a nice run of the tournament. We, I did it the year ago, not yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. I like the flex start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole point of it is like there's like a big tournament that's played there like, for the last 20 years. And now it like, gets sold out in the first hour. So people that don't get in on it have like this little opportunity. Also, get, like a little rated round, like a home course, because there's only a tournament there like every twice a year or something like that. But and, they're starting and, to expand uh, more of these flexes. Yeah, me, me and Jake K talked about it. 
But like I'm like, do you really do you think anybody plays both tournaments? I'm like they do. They play the 18. They yeah. got on their lunch. They play the nine. God, they doing that too. Did you guys like talk to Terry at all? Tell him. No, nah, he was there though. I kind of yeah, talked to Terry. Oh, nice. On text message. Oh, nice. Via the, via the text message, you talked to Terry. Nice. Yeah, so I played MPO, which I like that was stupid. I shouldn't have done this, but I just I thought there was going to be more people that were going to be in the division where it ended up there was not a whole lot of people. So it didn't make sense to even take cash. So, because if, if I would have took the cash, I would have had to upgrade my PDGA or something to like the professional one. And it was just would cost more money. And I didn't want to do that, but I thought that like, I just wanted to play against like good people and like force myself to like, like matter to play disc golf. And that was the whole point of playing MPO, not even necessarily for like the whole money aspect. But then Terry's like, yo, $53 like is not worth going a professional. Just like thought I'd let you know if you want to trade it in for merchandise. So now I just I was like, I think I straight up like I can read you the text message. I should have pulled it up. Damn. Would have been funnier if I did this. Um, I just texted yeah, him. Right up yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, he asked me what brands and molds that were like my favorite so he can like send me. So I gave him my address and I just was like, I rock with any brand or mold. I have a YouTube channel. So weirder the better. I'm already going to clickbait a video with Terry Miller sent me this disc with a laughing emoji. And then he said, sounds great. I'll get something out to you. So hopefully I get something really cool and whack and I can show you guys on the podcast. Maybe I'll open it up on the podcast. Who knows? Oh, that's that's not a bad cool. idea. Terry Miller better fucking come through. I know. <laughs> and I like how you say you have a podcast, but you don't say what our podcast name, you asshole. Dude, I was really hoping he'd ask. I really, I really would. Uh, yeah, you should be able to stream like a, a link. I don't know. Like, I, I just, I find it so weird that that guy's at fucking Worlds, and then he's at that fucking tournament. Like, man, mind blown. <laughs> like, that guy's walking around doing whatever what? the fuck he wants at Worlds, jumping any fence, just fucking videotaping. Fucking high five and Paige Pierce, and then he's fucking at this fucking cold turkey on the Saturday after Thanksgiving fucking tournament in in Bumblefuck fucking Wisconsin. It just I think fascinates he's, me. He, he's been running it for like twenty years or something now, so I think it was just kind of like it's his this baby. And he's he designed these courses. Yeah, which he designed the foxes. He designed all the foxes. <laughs> didn't know that. That's his baby. Man, I will say though, I, if I could have one thing, I would love Terry Miller's access on the course during a tournament. If I could just be like, <laughs> well, he's like the guy live. on live. He needs uh, good I, access. Okay, hold on. Then I want your ass to text him. Be like, hey, I know what you fucking need. You need I'm not some fucking this. signs. I'm not doing it. Why not? I need signs. Re- reads all above fucking <laughs> stealing every fucking tournament sign that they're. No, 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 I do like it though. It's cool. It's no, cool. I'm saying signs at the fucking at Red Fox. Oh. Like fucking oh. like signs. There is a donation box. Yeah. yeah. Start donating your ass to the help the cause. <laughs> no, Ty- Terry Miller did not need my fucking donation. <laughs> Sorry. But that was my week of disc golf. I don't know. I did get a round in. I got a round in um, through some more fairways um, along those lines. So I think, I don't know, has that video come out or is it coming out yet? I don't know yet. Well, Doing don't know. so we'll, much. We'll, stick around with the podcast and you'll find out. Yeah. Oh, okay. like, or, or where the schedule is, I should say. of like. Yeah, so um, I did another fairway round, did another versus on that. 
um, that was between the H4 V2 and the man, I fucking can't say the name of it. The Pika Kapaba, Pika Pikaba, Pika Pikaba. Yeah, that was yeah. So um, I did those two. Um, I did that video, which was fine. I was getting it's getting colder. Um, then the only other disc golf related is I fucking got in on the um Black Friday disc golf <laughs> sales. Right. I that bought, was... I got like four discs coming my way. Three of them are for, um, three of them are probably for another fairway video as I'm trying to find a fairway for my bag. Um, how's that coming along? Probably like two. Huh? How's that coming along? It's coming. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah, I, I think I've been surprised by a couple. So, um, like the essence kind of really surprised me and dug me. I'm really kind of excited. So, these next three I got are going to be all tour series fairways and they're all okay. going to be a little bit more stable, like or towards the stable side. So, they're not as un- understable as some of the other ones I've done. So it'll be interesting to see where that stands. And I think I'll end up most likely probably with like two or three. Like an, I'm sure one of these tour series is going to go have one of the super understable and then whatever else I can throw um, along those lines to where I can hit some shots on that favor. So, but yeah, I would say out of the two videos I've done, there's there have been clear winners um, that I have moved past. And I think that's kind of where they're at right now and it'll be interesting to see the tour series so excited yeah, to see how that goes cool deals are good though man it was like man mm-hmm. I, I i bought some discs and i was like man this feels like fucking seven years ago <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like you know what i mean i'm like oh these prices are oh like you know what i mean like it was just yeah. shocking i got like no joke i got a hades for 13 dollars. that's actually kind of wild that is right like i saw that price and i was like i don't even need this but i gotta get it like I, I have you one did. in the bag. <laughs> like, you need a backup. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so I was like, fuck. So like, yeah, the deals were there, man. So that's all. I, I ran with three. Yeah. My, my wife did the same thing. She got all your Christmas presents on, oh. on Black Friday. Dope. Nice. So. All right. But Crazy. I got a game, guys. I, I found something. I like it. Popped up on my shit. It's called. <laughs> gotta get it up. Where, where, how, do you, how does it pop up? No, that's his move. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh and we're back. Oh. And we're back. Let's get social. Oops. Hey, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, this has got yeah. weird. I thought you practiced this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I couldn't find it. So it's all social media related. Who We're picking who has the highest social media account. Out of these ones, we'll see who we go with. First one. So we're picking which two has no. Which one has the most? Out of all the socials uh, below, out combined, of the, out of the two. Okay, people, but who has more? Who has the largest social media following? It's, it's basic fucking thing, Quinn. Who yeah. has the highest? Yeah, social media so you took all these following of all these social medias and added it up, and who has the most? Exactly. That's what I'm asking. Yes, exactly. Okay. They, they may not have the account, but. James yeah. Conrad with the five majors, YouTube, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, the other one, TikTok. This is Calvin Heimberg. Who has yeah. the most? I had to ask about the adding because Heimberg goes big on Insta, bro. Like, but okay. he's not big on the others. So okay. it's like, gotta know who, who has the most. Calvin Heimberg. Oh, instant. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to go Calvin Heimberg as well. You guys are dumb. 
James Conrad <laughs> wins immunity. That, that, by how I mean, much? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. He fucking won. I, it was it was by like it was. They weren't right after each other. It was James Conrad, a couple people, then fucking Calvin Heinberg. Okay. okay. All right. Boom. Ezra. Viva Nikola. In Insta Ezra. top five, whatever, versus Ezra Ezra Adhold. Ezra. Um, man, Ezra does. Yeah, he's Brody's. Brody's buddy. They do all that stuff together. I don't know how big things are in Europe, though. I'm gonna go Vino. Just a wild card. I think things are big. What? what? Europe, yes. Europe socials what? are a thing. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. Man, I thought this was gonna be easy, guys. It, it felt weird having him up there next to Ezra. Like that. Like, right. That's got to be a get. We right. tried to get it. All right, guys. I know. Is Eagle versus Ricky in the top five? Uh, I'm gonna go Eagle. I do think it's Eagle as well. Toodle, Ricky Wysocki! <laughs> I, I thought you guys were going to clean up on this. I thought this was going to be really easy. Fucking Jefferson was talking shit. <laughs> All right. I, I didn't look at the now. list. This is just Insta. Oh, fuck. These guys Isaac like Robinson or Goose Gossage? <laughs> uh, second, like... uh, Lost Worlds in a playoff, by the way. And Isaac Robinson. Both in, both in, a win. Yeah, this is just Isaac Robinson. Yeah, I'm going to go Isaac Robinson, too. Isaac Robinson's right. Woo! Okay, nice. guys. This is where it's going to get fun. Brody Smith oh of Facebook God. versus Paul Macbeth and Calvin Heinberg's combined top five. Yes. Just Brody's yeah, Facebook? Brody. Yeah, Brody. Just Brody's Facebook? Give me Brody. Give me Brody. Yeah, I'll stick with Brody on that. Uh, you putting anything Brody up? Yeah, what does he got? Do you know how much he has? Okay, if you're gonna put anything up, Brody's TikTok. Holy shit! Versus Paul McBeth, Simon the Zots, Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon, <laughs> Bino Mikolish, yeah. Drew Gibson, Ezra Edholt, and Jeremy Colling's top five. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take Brody. I'm still taking Brody. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I only, knew it was close though. Only a hundred and thirteen thousand. Basically, Ezra Adderholt would give him two. Uh, gave, take away Ezra Adderholt, Brody wins by uh, two thousand. Damn, oh, I knew it was gonna be close. I knew right. it was really close. It's fucking. It's fucking. <laughs> okay, who has more followers on on YouTube? <laughs> Andrew Presto or at Disc Golf World? Uh, I'm gonna go with Disc Golf World. Maybe? Yeah, I'm a yeah. You're going down, Fresno. All right. That's funny. That's this is a new game. It's called Which Pro have less followers than Marksby, Andrew Pesno, Joe Freeman, or and Emerson Keith. I'm gonna go which pros have less YouTube followers. I'm going to go JK clean sweeps all four of them. JK, would you like to answer? So it's all four of them I can choose from? Which pros? I'm not saying how many there are. Yeah, it doesn't say how many are. Which pros do you you have more? Which which pros do you have more than? Got to have more. Yeah, I'm going all four. Not Freeman. Whoa, 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 Jefferson, you win! (laughs) He dominates Greg Barsby. Andrew Presnell and Emerson Keith. Let's go. Like, 
And then if you guys want, I have the statistics up right now. You probably hopefully put it full screen. But it's absolutely ridiculous, fucking the amount of followers fucking Brody Smith has. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he, he's absolutely... not, like, he didn't get any of that from disc golf. You have to remember that. I know. That's why. Yeah, he, got, he pulled them. Like, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, it, it was not fair to him. But if you look at, like, the YouTube, like, because I originally had Andrew, and like, Andrew uh, Presnell and Greg Barsby versus us. But then I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to separate them. So a couple of notes. I'm kind of surprised Drew's up as high as he is. Um, I don't think so. I think he's he's pretty much been he's not only been all about the social media thing. He like does it to like the extent of like the stupid scammy shit where he's like promoting people on social media and like stealing tweets for like views and gets like paid through Twitter ads. Like it just it's weird. He's like off the deep end, not necessarily off the deep end because I think some of the content that he makes like on YouTube is cool. He's gonna do Vlogmas this year, so I'm sure he's gonna get a lot more following due to that. But. The whole like stupid retweets and they're tweeting the same shit like it's just cringy in my opinion. But whatever. By by the way, J.K., mm-hmm. uh, you are behind Joel Freeman by fifteen hundred, just about. Hey, I'm on the up and up though. Just wait. I, I know I'm, I'm rooting for hey. But like, so I don't know who Andrew Presnell was. I was gonna text you guys <laughs> who Andrew oh, Presnell was, but then I didn't want you to guy guy get like a fucking. Like you didn't even seeing him, you didn't recognize him. Like nah, when you pulled up his photo, no, no fucking idea. I'm really? like, I'm like man, that guy kind of looks like Joel Freeman. <laughs> that's, that's what I fucking thought. Yeah. Like damn, but nice. nah, yeah, that, a- that was a little. Let's get social MPO. And if you guys can find the FPO, MP- yeah, FPO, uh, the, the FPO one. I didn't, I, I didn't see it. Can you send it to me and let me know? Anthony Barella's up there too, huh? Yeah, I, I almost did like yeah. one with Anthony Barella and uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Klein. Kevin okay. Jones is up there too. You want to know who I'm surprised? Chris Dickerson. I wouldn't think that dude does anything social. <laughs> like, but he's I think up he's there. got like a family show, like keeping up with the Dickersons. Like or you like oh, vlog really? anything? I could have made that like up, the, but the, it's not a thing you should do it. <laughs> like even like look at his TikTok. Like it's just it's partially his TikTok. Like fucking yeah. TikTok is, is crazy. Is Smith active on fucking TikTok? Like holy fuck balls. Well, he it's just all posts of his old clips, like all his trick shots and all his like every video he's ever made. That's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> fucking, I I saw that shit. I'm like holy fuck, man. And then I'm like this is this is not gonna be a fun game. So I turned it into a game. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Maybe it's a clip. I liked it. I was a big fan. Uh, hopefully, maybe, maybe it's a clip. So, bye, clip. Bye, guys. We're going to go into Professionalize That. On this special episode of Professionalize That, uh, we are going to take a look at an IMDb edition. We've done a, we've done a Dream Doubles. We're doing a Professionalize That, where we search through an actor's IMDb page and pick a movie from it, talk about his character, what kind of professional be? Whose friends would be on the course? What this he would throw? All that good stuff. This week, Mr. Thomas Hanks. Am I starting? I don't know the order. Uh, well, we'll find out. Oh, can, gonna, I, can I just click to it? Sure. Just, you got boom. Nope. I guess. Okay, starting. You're, you're finishing up. Okay. Woody was a star from the beginning of his frisbee throwing career. Always beaten in the gang, mostly by double digits. He threw the pig better than ham, the T-Rex better than Rex, even the buzz better than, well, buzz. He made a killing in all the local tournaments, and the dynamic disc soon picked up Woody, 
for and he was off to the DGPT 4T, the Disc Golf Pro Tour for toys. Woody was electric, out driving his competition, making every putt in sight. He really made a name for himself with his ability to make circle two putts. On his third year on tour, Andy went off and gave Woody up. And even though on the surface he looked happy, that was just for the cameras. In his heart, he was absolutely devastated. So much so, he actually ran away from his disc golf career because if Andy didn't care, what did it even matter? Woody went cold on the circuit and left Dynamic in dust. But after a new company emerged, after a few years, Lone Star Discs. So did a new star on the, DT, DG, or the DGPT 4T again, Woody. Signing alongside Nicola Castro and Chandler Kramer, Lone Star Disc would also pick up the, the new phenom, Woody. He picked up right where he started winning tournament after tournament with his trusty tour discs. His putter that he trusts more than his own life, the bullseye, with a picture of him riding a horse with a lasso around the basket. His fairway, the longbow, that is his go-to disc for any situation. And lastly, his mid-range, the AD for Andy. Woody would also get a saddle sponsor from Grip as he would ride bullseye around the course. And then he would continue his uh, successful career on tour until he finds his long-lost love, Bo Peep, and lives his own happy ending for himself. Woody. Nice. All right, so well you got this one. I'm next? Yeah, I lied. All right, I thought I was finishing it. All right. Soon after becoming police chief of the Cypress Police Department for his takedown of the Boyette Seafood Money Laundering Syndicate, Scott Turner was still coping with the loss of two friends, Amos Reed and the lovable Hooch, who died while on duty, a dog death that is only rivaled by Old Yeller. Yeah, he was a chief with a vet girlfriend and a litter of puppies, but he was missing something, and it wasn't until he, while attending a new disc golf course grand opening that he got into the sport he learned to love and he found the camaraderie from the community he was missing all along like many he done he jumped headfirst joining every league tournament and buying up every disc he was there so frequently and being a public figure he began holding community outreach programs that revealed or i'm sorry revolved around the game and getting used to play it wasn't long for till dynamic got word of a police chief holding disc golf programs that they offered a sponsorship and and help fund and tour the discs that were part of his programs Turner was tossing defenders, raiders, felons, justices, and custom blend Bordeaux judges, an homage to Hooch, a French Mastiff. Not much of a throw. His community work was far more powerful, growing the sport and the brand in a predominantly in Nova territory. His outreach introduced the game to so many children of in California area, going as far northwest of Huntington Beach, where he helped cultivate a very young talent to grow to greatness. Scott Turner. All right. <clears throat> After being All-American at Bama, roll tide, uh, becoming a war hero and an international ping pong champion with his millions, possibly even billions, he finally gets to settle down and enjoy his one true bastion. That's right. Mr. Forrest Gump is playing froth, which, <laughs> how he refers to it, and he will never change his mind. And uh, what is this white to- white bread toast bland know-nothing going to do? What brand is it going to start with? Of course, Anova. The whitest, the blandest of all the disc golf companies, Anova. Um, where he meets his true, his best friend and his business partner, Garrett Gerthy. And they travel the tournaments together. They go on tour uh, promoting their YouTube line. 
first first was the Forest Gump, Forest Southern Plain Beef Jerky, then the YouTube where it's um, on the grill with Gump and Girthy, which is they basically cook on tour, what they make on tour, what they make at home, and soon the ba- uh, their uh, fast food restaurant kind of fast casual. Um, baskets where everything's served in a metal basket. See what they did there. Um, they also have a very great, good competition when it comes to the driving competition. They're always beating each. It's usually Forrest, but sometimes Garrett Gerthy can give him a run for his money. Um, on tour, Forrest is, has been in contention. He won a USDGC, of course, but that was a one off. He's, he's won a tournament here and there. He's never really out of it. He's never really middle-of-the-road kind of player. Um, but he throws a basic fucking Innova line. Destroyers with everyone. Every single one has a custom stamp of Bubblegum Shrimp logo. Uh, his Corvette. Um, he has a Tour Series Groove. Um, his Beast, of course. Uh, Eagle with a cup custom stamp uh, has Bubble. Bubba Burford and uh, Dan Taylor's name on it. A Sidewinder mid-range is his Tour Series Pig. A Rock AVR, which is a Tour Series, and it has like a silhouette of Jenny. It's a, it's a very cute disc. Um, his Tour Series stamp is actually a feather. Um, and he's one of the most unconventional disc golfers. He throws thumbers. He throws tomahawks. He throws grenades. Like, whatever he needs, whatever he feels is his best shot, he's throwing it. He doesn't give a fuck. Forrest Gump. Taking the disc golf world by storm. Boom. Tom Hanks, man. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know how to respond to Yeah, that. I don't know where to, what to do. I don't know what to do <laughs> in my head. Way. Tom Hanks. Cool. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Professionalized, just so you guys are aware. I, I know. I, I enjoy it, fan. too. It, it, it's good to change it up. Nice. I thought that was moving on though. We have some yeah. putting puzzlers. Putting puzzlers. Uh oh. Do you I guys have any it. putting puzzlers? I do not have any putting puzzlers. Not off the top of my head, but go. Okay, so one that I did kind of just see on Twitter uh, was asked: Are we done with like new molds outside of just like gimmicks, like? Is there ever going to be like a new mold that like becomes genuinely popular, or are they all kind of overdone? Yeah. Ooh, that's a. Well, I don't understand that question. Because think of how many discs are. Is there going to keep being like original discs? So yeah, no, <laughs> not at this okay, point in time. Like, until like you and Reed, it seemed like I have very different like opinions. No, yeah, I think I think that no, I think. It's going to be, they're all like one-offs of what everybody else is doing. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or very similar. But so until there's some like revolutionary like design, I think they're, we're kind of stuck where we're at. Well, it's like, are we coming to the point where it's starting to like test, like there's a requirements like in put in place for like discs only be this wide or this big or like are we starting to come down to like oh well, maybe we can start like lessening that because i feel like if there's ability to make discs maybe like a little bit wider range or something 
that there's ability to make them get, go farther. Like, are we scared to come to that point where we're going to start changing like requirements like that? Or we still have plenty yeah. of time to grow? It'll ha- yeah, I think it'll have to take something along those lines. And I think we're a couple of years away. I, what I do you think, Jesus? The more I play, like, I think that's when it comes to like plastic blends and uh, stuff with that, like doing the blizzard, adding fucking air bubble hydrogen into it. Or adding so you think that's the future more so than changing molds? Like, I, what, like, I guess, like, what can you really do to change? Like, well, that's where it's, that's the difference between all the molds. Like, they all have the same flight numbers, the same mold, Mm -hmm. like, basically the same fucking. Yeah, they've all bit not bit each other off. It's it's (laughs) It's all the same layout. It's just a different plastic. That's what, that's the only change they can make. So I think Mm -hmm. that's in, until they, make that okay I, I like and then how do you make that okay like because then as soon as that happens doesn't every putter like if they if they say you can you can add a milli, millimeter to the disc like make it a millimeter mm-hmm. wider or like the circumference a millimeter bigger like mm-hmm. doesn't every single putter just go up to that millimeter bigger and then fucking like Keep the same profiles yeah, and just a larger plate yeah just it just goes saying. up to that millimeter putter and then it's just yeah and then the just for the more surface area and to catch the chains. And then is that really a change? Cause then, cause then the, there will still be the oldies that will play with the smaller putter because it mm-hmm. feels better, but that millimeter is not going to change much. Yeah. I get what you're saying. In, th- in theory, if they're going to like, but I think also as the money gets into the game more with sponsorships and things of that nature, that's what's going to kind of change it. I think, correlating to golf you have like the the customized you know what i mean you have customized Mm -hmm. rack um clubs everything along those lines so like when they get to that level where they're like customized being able to hit the science then yeah i think that's when we'll start seeing change but we're not there yet yeah i don't think you'll obviously like custom discs for the regular Joe. Yeah, but it was like, but but that science, like, you know what I mean? The science of investigating that led to being able to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you're doing a tour series, why wouldn't you want to do something to the profile of that to that pro's hand? You know what I mean? I think that's like the next level also. So, if, you know what I mean? If, if, if I could sell you yeah, on, I can design a disc that's going to provide better grip for your hand specifically in a tour series, I think every tour pro would jump in. Yeah, but then they just that's just them making a, that's changing the disc all the way. That's just making a new disc. That's what well, yeah, maybe that's what I, yeah. but then maybe say like that, maybe. but you already have that. You have the custom, you have fucking the Luna, whatever all the nomad fucking you have certain the passion, certain discs that are custom for that player. I in a way, but it's just stability mostly is where it's at. It has mm. nothing to do with speeds and and the, the you know what I mean, the diameter or the, the construction of the discs. I you know, know what I mean? All it is is basically stability. <laughs> they basically, most of those tour series is like, hey, I want a Firebird that's flippier. You know what I mean? So then they, they design it that way. It says, yeah, it's a little bit similar. I get what you're saying, but it's a little different. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll see. I don't think you'll see the custom. Well, I, see, I think the 
I should have led with the example of making a disc smaller because I think that if we make a disc slightly smaller, it could probably go a little bit farther. I think that logic makes a little bit more sense. But I think there becomes like an issue of like the requirement being put into place because there's I know there's something where, where it turns a flying disc into a weapon. That's why like in Japan you can't have a disc over 150 grams. That's why when that Japan Open was going on, they had their blizzard discs. And I feel like maybe like that's the problem. If you make discs overall smaller, it would be considered there. But maybe if like only professionals could go smaller or something like that, it could be like the change of like where you're not changing that's the market for everybody, but discs like for yeah. like pros are a little bit smaller. So like maybe they can get like that extra distance to make it a little bit more exciting. I don't know if that necessarily like is a thing that's going to happen or should happen or whatever, but like, is that even a possibility like, to start thinking of? No, yeah, we're still years away. Yeah, Wait, there, there's no, I will say as disc golf grows and the money's getting better, you know what I mean? That's what eventually the future leads to. Yeah, you know until I mean? like, until there's actual, like, there is more fans and they need to yeah. get a boost in fans, then they maybe make it smaller so they can throw it a little bit farther. Or mm-hmm. now it's just like let's just pump it out because yeah. people need it. That's their main focus right now. True. But like if, if the, it's funny, like when you ask that question, like I was trying to think of like what was the last like big disc of new mold by companies released that like was like earth shattering in everyone's bag. And the only thing I could think of is like the cloud breaker. Well, you know what I mean? That that's the thing. You gotta that that's the Earth shattering, like in everybody's bag. I would say the um, Borium for Loft has mm-hmm. a, a sh- strange, different than, but that's not in everybody's it's bag. Just, yeah, I want it's just like those gimmick discs. That's why I was like, you have like yeah. the Stego or the Till or something where it's like, uh, there's like a reason for everyone to kind of like want it or like have you know throw it mm. the glitch i think was even something like that because it's marketed as like it's a little bit different where you can play catch with in reality it's like all just like the same it's just a disc yeah the glitch the you know what i mean the mutant it seems like none of those discs are made for except the boreum the boreum was like i feel like the only honest attempt at like this is gonna revolutionize the sport because i think it was advertised as this is gonna be a disc that could be thrown farther i i honestly think the tilt was set to do that too. I, I think I don't. I well, don't, I don't think know. there's really like I don't think there's really any discs that are put out just as a gimmick, except for the fuck. No, I would say the tilt is the exact, yeah. the poorest yeah. example of that. Like Taylor Simon said, I'm just trying to make the most overly stable disc I get. I will say, I think it started out as like a, a joke, but it turned into like, yes. okay, whoa, like this People actually like. Yeah, this is genuine. I will say, though, the better overall joke disc, I think, does just made for a joke, is the Stego. I think that everyone knows, like, you can't really throw this. Where people make the the attempt to, like, no, I get, like, around corners really fast, or I use it for skips. Like, well, you can do that with any overstable putter. The, the Stego isn't being unique. But I think that's like, the one thing where Reptilian Disc Golf can say they have that nobody else could have. Another disc that I can come to my mind, who I don't really know who it's made by right now, but it's called the 10 meter brick. It's like literally super thin, but like on the bottom, it's like super heavy. So like it's like, it's just overall heavy, but it like is nothing. Someone was using it on the putter league the other night. Again, that's just made for the gimmick for like everyone to be like, Oh, that's weird. Let me try that out. And then that's, I feel like how their company or like, that's our idea of how to like grow Here's from there. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, even like, yeah, no, nice question. 
Let's go. You got any more? No, not really. But I have like a little bit of like, uh, I, I don't know. I want to turn this into a game, but I really don't know how to turn it into a game. I have um, a list of players in the top 25 currently and how much spots they jumped for throughout the season. Um, so I have the top five MPO players and how many spots they jumped up. So the top five from the previous year or jumped up like from the start of the season to the finish? Start of the season to the finish. Okay. So what well, no, I, only, I, have, I have their placement and how many spots they jumped. I don't. I, I could do the math, but I'm not going to do the math. All right. So it, do you have just MPO or is it FPO too? I have MPO so, and FPO. Okay. So top five climbs from yes. rankings. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. FPO, I want to say Bailey Manahanu. No? Oh. Wow. Wow. Gannon Burr. Gannonburg was number four with 31 spots. He now is currently fourth in the DGPT rankings. Um, FPO. How about Owen? Is not on the list. Ooh. Uh, MPO will go with Joel Freeman. Is not on the list. Damn. Uh, you got an FPO? Uh, FPO cat merch. That was going to be my next one. See, that's the weird thing is I don't know what this is. Actually, this is... (laughs) Something doesn't feel right about that. Yeah, because cat merch just had like the record or something. From jumping spots. Yeah, this is... It says most official ranking spots gained in 2022. Yeah, I don't know. This is bullshit. Whatever. Yeah. Right. I, I tried. That was, I'm sorry for wasting everybody's time, but um <laughs> give us the who who they say is the five. Yeah, let's hear the five. All right. Here we go. MPO no for the most official ranking spots gained in 2022 for the FPO for the top 25 players is Isaac Robinson, who jumped up 42 spots. Simon Lazat, 39 spots. Aaron Gossage, 33 spots. Gannon Burr, 31 spots. And Nicholas Antila at 31 spots. And then moving on to the FPO for the most official ranking spots gained in 2022 for just top 25 players. We have Emily Beach, 29 spots. Holland Hanley, 21 spots. Hannah Bloomroos, 19 spots. Natalie Ryan, 18 spots. And Evelina Solonen, 16 spots. I was going to go Holland. What's my next one? I thought Cat would have definitely been in there. All right, I don't. I just have this written down, so you know we're going to use this for clickbait. So if you're actually listening to the podcast and you're listening to this, not just for the clip, hey, now you know where this came from. Give me sure and one overrated disc golfer. One overrated disc golf pro, or just any disc golfer. Obviously, a pro. <laughs> what? Sure. Um, overrated disc golfer. I gotta, like, I, I kind of want to say. Kind of surprised Reed hasn't blurted out the answer that I was expecting him to say. I that's not very highly regarded, so I don't think I can. Okay. Like, I would love to say Brody. Go ahead, you can go. I was Brody I was think- not my pick. 
in my honest opinion, I've been kind of saying this for a little bit now. I think Kona Panis is super overrated. I don't think that she's really proved herself. I think she like did good for like a little bit of a stretch, but from then has not been consistent at all. I don't think she, in her putting, it, she hasn't been able to find the putt. I think that doesn't get talked about nearly as much as Evelina and Hannah because she misses the same exact putts. And I don't even think that she can say that she makes up for it with her drive. Cause I think that we've seen not only better power drivers through like Evelina and henna henna, especially during worlds in the end of this last season show that she can keep up with basically every FBO player in category of distance. But I think that when we talk about even the younger players who maybe don't throw all the farthest, just overall better in not only the distance and controllability, I think cat merge shows that. And I think that she's, Time to stop saying that she is going to be the next up and coming in the FPO field. She's not even the best in her company. So I think Kona is just a little bit overrated in my opinion. All right. I got mine. I I, I got the message from Swiss cheese. He, he sent it mentally. Uh, Calvin Heinberg knew it. Calvin Heinberg <laughs> is definitely it. the one of the most ever, like everybody thinks he's fucking really, but he's, he won two tournaments this year. Yes. But it's, it's all or nothing with him, and he always seems to fall off on those final days, especially on the four uh, longer tournaments, especially the four, uh, four-day tournaments. He always falls off on that final day. I just don't think – I mean, I got his fucking – and he signs his name fucking huge on this fucking desk. It's all female just for Calvin Heinberg. Calvin Seinberg signed his name the biggest. Calvin Heinberg. All right, you did this for the clickbait. I'll fucking fall for the trap. For all those who are listening, I'm going to go with one current and one historical, and that is Ken Climo is who I'm going to start with as being wow. the most overrated disc golf. And it's more so not that what his championships were, not what his pedigree was, not anything that he's done or the actual disc golf. It's more so the field that he played against and the fact that everybody blows him up higher than Macbeth. That's not true. You all deep down know it. He's not in comparison with Macbeth. He's not there. He's not the GOAT. Is he the great? Should he be recognized as historical? Absolutely. But he is not. I just hate all those comments of, oh, six-time Paul, and it's then immediately followed by, oh, what about Ken? What about Ken? Yeah, fucking he's facing fucking garbage men and shit like that who had fucking regular jobs and all that shit. That's like comparing, like, the old baseball, like the old-time baseball when they're, you know what I mean, when they're, when there was separation based on race and all that and comparing those grades to what people are doing modern day, completely different, completely fucking separate. <laughs> fucking Ken Climo is my most overrated total. He, he just uh, played who he could. You can't, you can't write him up. and tell I him understand that, but like, I'm not going to listen to everybody blow hard telling me how great he is when, you know what I mean? Get out of here. Like, Bob Cousy was great, but Bob Cousy ain't playing in these streets right now, man. Like, he's like same thing with Climo. He's not going to – like, Glenn Climo versus what these fields are and what these discs are, they're completely different. And current player, um, the only one that kind of jumps off the, like, overrated board um, that, like, everyone's just on – Man, that one's a little tougher. I'm gonna kind of go with. Um, I think, albeit he had a very decent year this year, better than I thought. Ezra Robinson is overrated. No, Ezra Adderall. I'm sorry, Ezra Adderall. Okay, I was gonna say Ezra Adderall. Ezra, Adderall. <laughs> Ezra, Adderall. Uh, Ezra Robinson, I fucks with. 
<laughs> Adderhold, I think, is a little bit overrated. I think he's just a hyzer disc thrower, and it's boring for me to watch. Um, I love that what he's doing for disc golf as far as like promotion and all the vids and how he contributes that. But because of that, he gets overrated. I, I think Ezra, I Ezra Adderhold's rated perfectly. Because like, he's not viewed as that bit like oh, I much of a force. He's just... Like oh. I, I I say his contract says differently. I would say like fandom says. Yeah, differently. but that's that's discraft. Discraft fucking doesn't give a fuck. Discraft's just like here's money. What you're gonna suck? Here's money. What you have twenty million fucking followers on TikTok? Here's a lot of money. So it's stupid. There you go. Uh, a little bit of that impromptu puzzle. I liked it. There you go. I I got one quick one while we're at it. Obviously, with Kramer's recent signing, where does Brody go? Innova. Wow. I think he will go to Legacy. <laughs> Legacy, you said? Yeah. yeah. I fuck not. Okay. I need somebody. Still have money. No way. Um, I think he stays with this crap. I just think I don't think he's going anywhere, but it's interesting. And that, then that's not. That, that's not what you asked. You asked where he is going to go. Meaning, Discraft wasn't an answer because it's already there. No, you can sign a new contract and go to Discraft. No, you're already at Discraft. No, you're you can't not. go anywhere. His contract expired. He's no longer at Discraft. I love the longer we go on through the podcast, the more the butting heads between you two guys go. I do like it, but we're running short on time. Guys, this Thursday or Friday is December 1st. Check out for, on the Disc Golf World for Vlogmas. You're going to be seeing a video from every single day up until Christmas time. So that's a special treat for you guys. Hopefully follow us on our, all our social medias, as well as the new Kirby's disc golf world channel, and not only the YouTube, but as well as on Instagram, please check the links out. Maybe we'll be in the description below. If not, don't be lazy, search it up. And hopefully guys, we see you in the next one.